Hello, I'm Bruce Sinclair, and welcome to this podcast from Jordan Hill Parish Church, during which we will share in reading, reflection and prayer for Sunday the 31st of October. Today our reader is Alison McKenna, and our hymns come from the Aberdeen Churches Together and Dunblane Cathedral Choir. This service also includes the Sacrament of Holy Communion, so if you wish to join in, then please have ready beforehand some bread and wine or juice. All are welcome to join together. Our services are held each week in Jordan Hill Parish Church at half past ten and all are welcome to come along. We are called to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul. We are called to love the Lord our God with all our mind and strength. We are called to love the Lord our God and to love our neighbour as ourselves. Open our lips, O God, and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. Let us worship God.
Today's reading is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, reading verses 28 to 34. The Greatest Commandment. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offering, offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. Thanks be to God for this reading of his word. Amen. It is now several years since I read Nelson Mandela's autobiography, A Long Walk to Freedom. But I remember it captivating me as he narrated the events that led up to his imprisonment on Robben Island and the elation that ensued after his release and the effects that it had on the nation as it continued to free itself from the grips of apartheid. The words that sprang to mind as I read today's reading were spoken by Mandela and recounted in his book. No one is born hating another person because of the colour of his skin or his background or his religion. People must learn to hate and if they can learn to hate, they can be taught to love. For love comes more naturally to the human heart than its opposite. Through bitter experience, Mandela knew that the world could be a better place. People were not intrinsically evil, and there was hope to turn even the hardest around. Similarly, in his journals on the works of love, the Danish theologian Soren Kierkegaard uses the term agape love to understand the virtues and the values of the individual Christian, how we relate to one another and promote the life of the Christian worshipping community through love. Western culture, for better or worse, in modern times has tended increasingly towards anthropomorphism. We put ourselves often first. We use the Bible and God to achieve desired psychological states or to attain moral ends, which on a variety of grounds we perceive to be good. Whereas these few verses spoken by Jesus tell us something quite different. They speak more of the kind of love that Mandela and Kierkegaard knew of. We are, first of all, to love God with everything that we have 
and everything that we are. When did you last love God with all your heart, with passion and with warmth? Love God with all our hearts, with our passion, what would that mean for you? What would it mean for the church and the communities that we serve? Is it a place? Is church a place that is also somewhere for people to come and find out and experience and participate in a spiritual side of life filled with love? I am more and more convinced that despite people's unwillingness to commit to organisations and organised religion, yet still there is a hunger for the spiritual side of life. People yearn for meaning. They long for significance. They ache to be part, somehow, of something far bigger than themselves. Is church a place? Are we a people that love God with passion and our souls? A theologian once said that every Christian, in however primitive or rudimentary a way, can and must be a theologian. Every Christian needs to find the words and the thoughts that are natural to them as they try to express what God means to them and why believing in God matters so much. Jesus, in our reading, is being confronted and questioned by the religious leaders, first the Sadducees and now a scribe, a teacher of the law, to find words. And as it turns out, his question is the only hostile one. A question that hits home to the very core of faith. What is the greatest commandment? We might think this is an easy question because we have already heard Jesus answer. But behind this, someone once estimated that there were over 600 rabbinic commandments, half of which were prohibitions and a little less than half were positive commands. That gives a whole lot of scope for an answer. But Jesus is not being asked which needs to be obeyed more than any other. He is being asked what fundamental premise of law do all the other individual commands rely upon? Have you ever wondered about how you would sum up your faith? Have you ever felt tongue-tied in the face of some genuine or hostile question from someone who asks you, but what do you really believe? Have you ever felt you've got something of an idea about what you believe, but you just can't quite put it into words? Well, here it is. Jesus quotes from the Old Testament books of Deuteronomy and Leviticus. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love the neighbour as yourself. If you love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength, that is truly wonderful. But all that love has to go somewhere and has to do something and has to be something. It's hard to find a focus. Just as the faith goes beyond the individual to God, so the practice goes beyond the individual to our neighbour. Faith and practice, hand in hand, 
both complete what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Faith and practice mingle together to create love. This saying of Jesus isn't simply about what asking what is love of God and neighbour, it is where is love of God and neighbour present? The love of God and neighbour isn't simply a wonderful idea, it is a present reality practised by the church and the people of the church every day. Tomorrow is All Saints Day, where in some traditions the emphasis is on giving thanks to all those people in the past whose energy and dynamism and piety and love have enabled us to have faith. Their long walk of faith has led us to freedom. Mandela once said, I am not a saint, unless you think a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying. Christianity is practised by people who may be sinners, but they keep on trying and will find themselves, much to their embarrassment or their amusement or astonishment, saints. Christianity reaches towards God and reaches towards our neighbours too, and it reaches out with love. Our whole church life is oriented towards offering to God, living life in God's presence, loving our neighbours as ourselves. It is all about love, and that's what it means for us to be a Christian today and every day. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, your hand can be seen throughout all creation. You are always at work in our lives, calling, guiding and speaking, through calm and storm, for everyone is important to you and all have a place in your purpose. You call us to be a living, loving community, a people bound together as the body of Christ, focusing on love, love for our neighbour. God, your love leaves no one untouched. It is able to break the strongest barrier, traverse the widest valley, overcome the hardest of our thoughts. Where division or hatred exists, let your love dispel the tensions. Cherish those growing in faith. Let them know of your worldwide love, that all are called to love one another. We pray for those who are caught in the storms of life at this time, those confused and struggling, fearful of the changes in life in the times ahead, those worried for loved ones or family or employment. Let your spirit rest with them in their uncertainty. God, you have made a world of difference with a world of different people. We are each made in your image and all valued as your children, unique and full of potential. Call us and bring us through times of challenge and fear, always called to be your disciples. Through your spirit, fill us with hope and let us show your love to the world. Amen.
the table is now to be made ready. This is the Lord's table. It's not the table of any one tradition. It's the table of Jesus Christ and his invitation is to us all. With bread and wine we make a table of company with Jesus and all who love him, connected to one another in this act of love. Jesus said, come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. On the night of Jesus' arrest, Jesus took bread, and having given thanks to God, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is given for you, do this in memory of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is a new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. As Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, I take these elements of bread and wine to be set apart from all common uses to this holy use and mystery. And as he gave thanks and blessed, let us draw near to God. Let us pray. Eternal God, it is indeed right. It is our duty and our joy at all times and in all places to give you our thanks and praise. With your people of all place and time, and with the whole company of heaven who have gone before us, we sing your praise. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. O God, send your Spirit on us, and on this bread and this wine, that wherever we are we share this feast. We may also then share Christ's breath of life and peace, with which to bless our homes, our communities, and our world today. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We do this in obedience to Christ's example and appointment. On the night of his betrayal, he took bread. And after giving thanks to God, he broke it. And said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in memory of me. And in the same way, he took the cup and said, This cup is a new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. Jesus, Lamb of God, have mercy on us. Jesus, bearer of our sins, have mercy on us. 
Jesus, Redeemer of the world, grant us your peace. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Wherever we are today, we eat and we share together. The angels said it to startled shepherds, and Jesus said it to frightened followers. And now these words which come from heaven are shared to make us whole and to make us one. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Risen Lord Jesus, here you have fed us with life and with hope. May we not remain silent or afraid but take these gifts into your broken world. Knowing that darkness does not have the last word, that evil is not stronger than love, that your forgiveness and grace is sufficient to heal and transform every darkness. So may your life bring hope and healing for the nations and peace against the odds. Amen.
Thank you for joining with me for this time of worship today. May God fill us with generous care and abundant hope in trust and love always. And now, may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love this day and every day. Amen. Thank you.